Hello, this is Gurmeher from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 27th of July. The deadlock in the parliament continued today as the opposition pressed on its demands for a statement from Prime Minister Narendra Modi on the Manipur situation. The opposition's INDIA bloc attended the proceedings wearing black clothes as a form of protest against the government's handling of the Manipur issue. The Rajya Sabha was adjourned twice, first until 12pm and then until 2pm, due to protests and sloganeering from both the opposition and the Treasury benches following a statement made by Union Minister S. J. Shankar. J. Shankar in his statement had highlighted the government's engagement with the neighbouring countries, stating that important meetings were held recently with the Prime Minister of Nepal and the President of Sri Lanka. However, the opposition continued to protest during his speech demanding justice for Manipur. After Minister S. J. Shankar's speech, another member mentioned that the century belongs to us and urged everyone to reflect on India's historic achievements. During the session, leader of the House in the Rajya Sabha, Piyush Goyal, criticised the opposition's protests and said they are not only dressed in black, but also have black hearts. This led to the Treasury benches chanting slogans in support of the government. The opposition had earlier submitted a no-confidence motion against the centre in the Lok Sabha, seeking a statement from Prime Minister Narendra Modi on the Manipur violence. The opposition now aims to have an immediate debate on the motion. Today, prior to Prime Minister Narendra Modi's visit to Sikhar district in Rajasthan, Chief Minister Ashok Ghelo claimed that his pre-scheduled three-minute address at the event had been removed. The Prime Minister's office refuted the charge, stating that the Chief Minister's office had informed them of his inability to attend the programme. Due to his speech being removed, Ghelo announced that he would not be able to welcome Modi at the event. In a tweet, however, he expressed his demands for the stage, which he would have presented during the programme before Modi. His demands included permanent army recruitment, loan waivers for farmers, caste census, central funding for medical colleges and tribal districts, and national project status for the Eastern Rajasthan Canal project. Gelo also emphasised that the partnership between the state government and the centre has resulted in the inauguration and foundation laying of 12 medical colleges. In response, the PMO tweeted that Gelo had been invited in accordance with the protocol and his presence was appreciated. Kelo, however, asserted in another tweet that his address was kept in the proposed minute-to-minute programme by the Union Health Ministry, but later removed. The Chief Minister said his office had informed the Union Government that he would attend the programme through video conferencing as per the doctor's advice because of his foot injury. He said he would still participate in the programme in the interest of Rajasthan in a non-interactive mode. Today, Assam Chief Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma pled to swift trial in the triple murder case that occurred in Golaghat, eastern Assam. The CM visited the kin of Sanjeev Ghosh, Juno Ghosh and their daughter Sangamitra who were killed on 24th of July. He assured them that the charge sheet for the case would be filed within 15 days. He emphasised that the trial would take place in a fast-track court to expedite the delivery of justice. Sarma also expressed dissatisfaction with the local police for not adequately investigating allegations that Sangamitra was being given narcotic substances by the accused Nazibur Rahman Bora. The chief minister urged young women to hold on to their cultural and family values. The state's director general of police, G.P. Singh, assured that his team would create a thorough charge sheet against the perpetrator and abettors of the crime. He said lapses in the previous investigations will be reviewed. The accused, Nazibur Rahman Bora, is currently in police custody. Today, the Indian stock market continued its upward trend in early trading. The positive movement was supported by foreign institutional investors' sustained buying and value buying in leading stocks. The optimism was further boosted by the US Federal Reserve's interest rate hike, which was as expected by traders. 
The market's benchmark index Sensex rose by 0.28% to reach 66,895.76, while the Nifty advanced by 0.35% to 19,847.65 mark. Prominent gainers included Bajaj Finserve and Bharati Airtel, while M&M, Tech Mahindra, NTPC and Axis Bank were among the laggards. Market experts predicted continued positive momentum due to institutional support and encouraging quarterly results from domestic banks and IT companies. On Wednesdays, the stock market had rebounded after a three-day loss, showing resilience. Today in the global markets, Asian stock rose while European markets closed lower and US markets had mixed results. Brent crude oil prices also increased and foreign institutional investors remain net buyers in the Indian capital markets. Today, soldiers in Niger declared a coup on national television, announcing the dissolution of the constitution, suspension of all institutions, and closure of the nation's borders. President Mohamed Bazoum has been detained by the troops from the Presidential Guard. Meanwhile, the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Bilkin, pledged unwavering support to President Bazoum and U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, offered the U.N.'s full support to detain President. The soldiers cited the deteriorating security situation and poor governance as reasons for the coup. President Bazoum's whereabouts are uncertain, but he assured the preservation of hard-won gains for democracy in a statement on Twitter. Niger is grappling with Islamist insurgencies, and the coup has raised concerns among Western countries and regional organizations. Listeners, this year's torrential rains in Himachal Pradesh have caused the worst devastation ever seen. There have been over 100 fatalities, thousands of people stranded, properties severely damaged and estimated losses of 8,000 crore rupees. Many blame irresponsible construction practices for the destruction. The magnitude of this disaster in the hilly region raises questions. Was it a result of an extreme climate catastrophe? Could the government have responded more effectively? And what are the implications for other habitats in the country? Hridesh Joshi, an environmental journalist, aims to address these queries through videos and ground reports in both Hindi and English. You can contribute to this NLC in her project to support us in telling these stories. We're able to bring your reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 900 rupees a quarter. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world. Save the world.